guys, Kill Stokes here. Welcome back to another episode of the Trading Coach Podcast. If you guys are brand new, I'm a Forex trader, trading coach, and one of the co-founders of Tier1Trading.com. If you get a chance, head over to our website, www.tier1trading.com, click the little button that says, I want free training, and check out our Ascension webinar. It is fantastic. It's gonna be the best thing that you can do. If you are a struggling trader, if you are a trader that is stuck, and you're trying to figure out how to become unstuck. And I'll give you a clue. It starts with the mindset. It starts with having a realistic expectation of what to expect from the markets. It also starts with the proper knowledge. So you'll learn all about that during that free Ascension webinar. I've been feeling great lately. Um, it's been an interesting year. 2020 has been a year to uh, not forget, or maybe one you you want to forget in, in some cases. But for me, it's, it's provided me with a lot of time to find balance in my life. And I feel like I'm at a really good place right now because I feel like I'm in complete control of my life from every aspect, right? Business is doing good. I'm handling that aspect. Um, family, I'm balancing time with family, physical fitness, uh, diet. I can be doing a little bit better, but I'm down a, a few pounds, getting closer to my my goal. Um, so I'm, I'm on that, uh, doing well in that aspect as well. And self-development, self-growth, uh, empowerment, I guess you can call it. I, I've gotten back into that a lot as well. We're working on mindfulness, working on training the brain as much as I'm training the body. And, and a habit that I've done lately is I, I started um, started reading again, which is one, but I've also started trying to listen to uh, at least one TED Talk a day. And today's TED Talk was very interesting, and I, and I want to bring it your way because I, I think it's massively important to the future of your trading, or, or it could be if you're trying to gain not just financial freedom, but freedom of time as well. And, and that's the main reason that many of us become traders. But it talks about productive, being productive. He talked about time management, being efficient, but perhaps in a different way than you would think. And this is the first time I kind of really heard it in this way. So first and foremost, I got to remember, um, shoot, uh, give me a second. I'm going to, I got to load up the YouTube video. I actually forgot the name of it. I want to give the proper prop so I can put it in the show notes below and you guys can listen to it. But it's how to multiply, how to multiply your time by Rory Vaden, how to multiply your time by Rory Vaden. I'll put a link in the description below so you guys can check it out. I recommend doing it. It's about a 20 minute video. So won't take up too much of your time. But he starts off by talking a little bit about time management. And many of us think that time management is doing things in a logical way, right? It's it's logical, right? I have to do this in this order. Um, but what we tend to forget is that it's also emotional as well, right? And, and that could be a good or a bad thing, right? Um, but we are making emotional decisions when it comes to our to-do list, right? And in, in many cases, we are uh, we are afraid to say no. We we like to say yes to things just in general in life. We like to say yes. We like to say yes and and typically try to please others more than we please ourselves. And we have a problem saying no. And the same thing goes for our to do list. And, and what happens is a lot of people get overwhelmed with things that are on their list that they don't necessarily need to do or maybe they shouldn't necessarily be doing, but they kind of feel guilted into doing them. And that's going to be important to realize when we get to um, kind of the meat of the subject here. But he starts off by by sharing an inter interesting view that there's really no such thing as time management. 
um, because we can't really manage time, right? Time is going to go on without us. No matter what we are doing in our day, time is ticking on at the exact same speed. We can't really take time from one place and put it in another place. It kind of is what it is. So a term that he'd like to use is really, instead of time management, it's, it's self-management. It's how are we managing ourselves in order to make the most out of that time. And typically for you guys that are kind of big into to-do list and, and stuff like that, we're, we're, we're taught to look at really kind of this, this two-dimensional axis. I think it was Stephen, uh, I think it was Stephen Covey who, who kind of created a chart. I know you can't see it because this is audio only, but created a chart, um, a, a graph, I guess you can say, where um, you have an x-axis, you have a y-axis. On the x-axis is urgency. On the y-axis is important. So again, urgency, think about urgency is like how soon does something have to be done? Um, importance is kind of like, you know, how much, how important is it? And when you have the, you grade your to-do list on kind of those parameters. And if you're not doing that already, that's that's actually a very good idea. It's an old, old school idea, but it's a very good idea to set up your to-do list by giving yourself a gradable score. So if you take the task that you have to do, and let's just say you, you do it simple, right? One through three, right? One is not too important. Three is super important, right? One is the urgency. It doesn't have to be done right now. It's nothing that has a due date. It could be due in a week, so you don't really have to do it. That would be a one. A three is, hey, there's a deadline on it. The deadline is in two hours. I've got to do it right away. And then when you set up your to-do list, just add your score up, right? Something with a score of six, obviously, would be the most urgent and most important thing that you have to do. That's going to be higher on your to-do list. Something with the score of one, or I guess two, um, would be lower on the list. And of course, you can kind of finagle these numbers and, and make the scale whatever you want, one through five, one through 10, um, however you want to do it. I think that's a very good way of organizing your to-do list. And that's a question that I've gotten a lot lately is, Akil, I have so much on my to-do list, I don't know what or when or how to do it. So giving yourself something quantitative, very similar to the CTS system that we talk about, where we're we're looking at different technical indicators on the chart um, and we're assigning them a grade, essentially a score, and then we're adding that score up. And the opportunities with the higher score, those are going to be the better opportunities, maybe the ones that we want to trade a full position on. Um, trading opportunities with the lower score, those are going to be not mediocre, but less great opportunities. Maybe we still want to be involved, but we want to do so with less risk. So we're cutting our position size in half. And then opportunities that have a very poor score, those are the ones that we're just ignoring and, and not even wasting time on. So it's very similar to that. But the problem with, I guess, prioritizing a to-do list in general is that we're kind of running the same race. We're, we're running the rat race per se. If you guys aren't familiar with the rat race, I, I learned the term from Robert Kiyosaki. I'm not sure if he invented it, but the rat race is, is basically kind of how most of us get stuck in life, where we're working this nine to five, we're making enough money to pay our car note, pay our mortgage, feed our family. We're not really making enough to save or invest, or maybe we're deciding not to save or invest anything. We're just spending it all. And then basically we're living check to check and we're running in this circle. We're working really, really hard. We're sweating and we're breathing heavy, doing all this running, and we feel like we're working harder, but there's really nothing to show for it. We're not really gaining any ground. You are running very fast on a treadmill, which makes you feel good, but you're not really going anywhere. And having a consistent big to-do list is the same thing, right? You're not really 
eliminating, especially if it's a daily task, you're not really eliminating anything on your to-do list. You're just replacing it. You're putting it on there. And then two days later, guess what? It's on there again. And then it goes to the bottom. Then two days later, it's on there again. And you find yourself kind of in the same position, right? So when we create a to-do list and we prioritize it, we're essentially just borrowing time, right? We're saying, I'm going to, I'm going to invest this amount of time on this thing. And when I invest time in one thing, I'm taking time away from the other thing. And we're not really going anywhere. We're kind of um, juggling time, I guess you can say. So I guess the solution to that would be one, you, you just you just go faster, right? You do more things. But then again, we're, we're not really gaining anything. We're just working harder with no results. So what Rory talks about is a new type of thinker. Um, instead of this kind of this 2D, this two-dimensional way of thinking and prioritizing our tasks by urgency uh, and importance. And we're going to get, we're going to, I'm going to relate this to trading in a second. But I know a lot of our audience is, is looking at this in, in general with self-help and self-development. Uh, uh, something that he looked at as well is a, a new type of thinking called being a multiplier. And a multiplier uses a three-dimensional chart instead of a two-dimensional chart. And it still has urgency on it. It still has importance, but it adds significance. So significance is essentially how long. Um, and what I mean by that is, is multipliers are asking, you know, instead of what can I do today to quickly cross it off the list and, and have it, you know, reassemble or, or, or reappear the next day, right? Multipliers are asking themselves the question, what type of task can I do today that is going to eliminate that task from the future, meaning what can I do today so that I never have to put that task back on my list, right? Um, and essentially multiplying your time is, is you're, you're, you're giving yourself emotional permission because again, we, 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 we have a problem with saying no to certain things, right? We're giving ourselves emotional permission to invest time today that's gonna earn us more time tomorrow. And I'll give you a good example of something that I've done in, in my career, and we'll kind of run through the, the, the funnel later. Um, but something that I've done in my career as far as multiplying tasks is um, creating some type of automation. So a, a very easy example is if you use a social media manager, right? So let's say that you create an article. You, you write an article for Medium or you write an article for whatever magazine and, and you spend a lot of time on this article. And you want to share that article, right? And you want to share it on different platforms and, and you want to share it every day, right? Well, instead of just going, you know, every day going to the website and, and copying and pasting and sharing it and the next week doing the same thing, right? You use some type of social media manager where you can automate when it's shared, right? A lot of you guys look at me and you're like, man, Akil, how do you post so many things to Twitter, right? I probably post about 30 times to Twitter a day, right? Probably about 15 of them, at least half, if not more, it's it's set up, it's reoccurring, it is plugged into my social media manager and it puts it out on Twitter or across different social media platforms at whenever I have it scheduled. Sometimes I don't even know when it's scheduled um, or I have it scheduled in advance and it just, it pops up and once it pops up, the next thing pops up. So it, it comes out automatically. And I've spent a lot of time doing that. I invested a lot of time up front right creating kind of this this hierarchy of, of what should come out and what day it should come out and what time it should come out i'm talking investing like you know maybe a full day in doing it but once you do it you never have to do it again right so in, in by investing a lot of time today in doing that i've opened up 
much more time for me in the future because no longer on a daily basis do I have to come in and I have to republish and recopy and paste and all that fun stuff. But if we look at the funnel um, uh, that a multiplier will typically ask in themselves, um, it looks like this. So the first question, the, the top of the funnel is, so imagine that, you know, the funnel, you have a funnel, you put things in, it funnels it out, you, whatever, hopefully you kind of eliminate most of the stuff and, and what comes out at the bottom is what you actually have to do. So the first question that a, a multiplier will ask, is they said, well, can I eliminate this task? Is this something that is worth doing by me? The second part of that funnel is, can I automate it? Right? Can I have it automated? That's kind of the example I just told you about the social media manager. Can I automate it, right? Can I, you know, uh, can I invest time now in automating it so that it will produce me time later, right? And automation, as far as time goes, is very similar to like what ca uh, compounding interest is to your money, right? You initially invest it and then you leave it alone and it just builds and it builds and it builds and it builds and it builds, right? You, you, you spend time creating this automated thing and then it produces, it produces, it produces. And a good example of this, right, is I've been working on the traders uh, on our platform a lot with this uh, strategy called the Daily Chore. It is this amazing strategy that Jason Greystone created really to buy him time. And it, it is a one of the most popular strategies on our site because it really connects to people who are, they're interested in trading, but they don't necessarily have the time to trade. Meaning they don't have time to be a day trader and actively look at the charts for three hours a day. They don't really have the time or maybe the desire to, you know, pop by their computer every hourly to trade off the hourly charter or maybe wake up in the middle of the night because they're scared that they may miss a, um, a trading event during the, the Asian or the, the European session if you're over here in the US, right? So this strategy literally calls for you to check the charts once a day, right? It is a signal. It is a very specific signal on the daily time frame, and it literally takes less than five minutes to look at your chart and just say yes, 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 no, right? We've even taken that down to about one minute because our, our great programmer, Anthony, created um, an indicator that literally prints uh, a red and a green or whatever uh, red and green whatever color you want to change it to um little bracket that tells you where the signal is at where the stop should should go and where the target should go so it, it is essentially dummy proof now with that being said it takes a lot of work to get this to maximize this system so i don't want you guys thinking this is some kind of just get rich quick system where i just automatically just plug in this indicator and i, I make lots of money no 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 um, you will be profitable, assuming you follow the rules, but you still got to go through the process of back testing it. You've got to go through the process of creating your portfolio. And what the traders on our platform have been doing is trying to optimize it. So what filters can they add? What adjustments can they make that's going to have this thing running at its best and, and obviously kind of based on what they want to receive out of it? Um, but with that being said, it, it's still a very valuable system. So if you're a trader that is that is you've already kind of bought your time and here, here's the investment part again. So we've spent a lot of time back testing and I know I've been working with it since December of 2019. Many of our traders have been doing so the same way and they're still working on it. And we had a little meetup the other day and, and you know, sometimes people get frustrated. If you've ever done strategy development, if you've ever done back testing, sometimes you get frustrated because it takes a massive amount of work. And usually on your first go around, you don't get the result that you want. You've got to keep 
playing with it and tweaking and testing and tweaking and testing and tweaking and testing. And you can imagine that there's some frustration there, especially when you kind of you, you see the power in it and you want to start trading it right away. But, you know, you got to put in the work. And I remember telling these traders, like, I understand you. I feel you. I, I have tested many strategies. I've tried to create many strategies in my trading career um, that have not failed or that, that have failed. I had to give up on them. I've, I've, tr I've created many strategies that, you know, it took me years to kind of figure out. But once I did, boom, they're going. And you got to think the investment time versus the payoff, right? It may take you a year to test the strategy. It may take you a year to figure out exactly how you want to trade it, what filters you want to add, how you want to trail stops, how you want to take targets, and then backtest the darn thing on a full portfolio and then run through the numbers of that portfolio and decide on your risk and decide how many pairs should make the cut and which pairs should make the cut. That can take time. But if you do the work correctly and you're able to create something that works, it's going to pay off for the rest of your life. So you've put in a massive amount of work up front, right? You've invested a massive amount, a massive amount of time up front into a task. And what you've bought yourself is time in the future. Because now for the next 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years, whatever it is, pass it on to your family and they can do it too. Now, instead of needing to invest time in the market three, four hours a day, you can literally look at your chart for five minutes a day, place your orders, boom, 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 boom. And now you freed up time to do something else. Now, that's step one of the process, right? So can I eliminate the need to look at charts all the time? Yes, you can. Can I automate it, right? Automation. Once you have something that works, right? Everything we teach here at Tier 1 Trading is rules-based trading. So it's testable, verifiable, and repeatable. Now, there is going to be some discretion in some of our trading. So like our price action trading, um, um, I would say even advanced patterns, but you can't automate that. But mainly like price action traders, there's going to be interpretation. Um, so something like that may not be able to be automated as, as, as easy. But something like this daily chore strategy, something um, for you guys, if you're using any indicators, a moving average cross or RSI doing this and that, um, a lot of those concepts, inside bar breakouts, for example, a lot of those concepts could be automated. So the next step is after you have something in wor that works, right? Pay a coder. I guess if you're a coder, you can do it yourself. I'm, I don't get down like that. So I will pay a coder, pay a coder to automate it for you. And now you've just eliminated even that time needed to check your charts every day, right? You don't Now you don't need to be at your charts at the open of the market or the close slash open of the market and check to see if you have a signal so that you can buy or sell. Now it's going to do it automatic for you. Now, I've done a podcast in the past. I'm saying I forgot the title, but it's what I don't like about automation. And it's not, I'm not a... I don't have anything against automation, but I would say this. It, it, you still have to invest time in checking up on your strategy to make sure your automated system is working the way it should work, right? Um, sometimes, right, robots and whatnot have glitches. And sometimes it could be the smallest of a glitch that throws it off. And if it's thrown off, it has a trickle down effect. So you do want to keep, you do want to manage it just like a good employee. You want to, you know, oversee it and manage it, make sure it's doing what it's supposed to do. But if you have a good coder, it should be running on all cylinders and the time needed to check it, which could be weekly or monthly, is still less than the time that you would need to actively trade the strategy. Now, 
Akio, what if you're trading a strategy that that can't be automated? What if it is more, or, or, or let's even let's let's stick with the strategies, not to get off on on too many tangents here. Let's say you don't want to automate it, you don't want to pay a coder, you don't know a coder, you're like me, you don't really trust robots. Well, what's something else you can do? Well, can you eliminate it? Is question number one. Can you automate it? Is question number two. Question number three is can you delegate it? If you can't automate it, can someone do the task for you? Do you have a friend? Do you have a family member? When I look at this, right, I, I, I look at it and, and this was kind of the, uh, an eye-opening moment for me, right? I'm waiting for my kids to get older so I can delegate a lot of the tasks that I do to them, right? I'm, I'm in a position right now where I do a lot of my work myself and, and I prefer it that way. I, I have, you know, like, like most entrepreneurs, I am a control freak. I, I like to control my method. Um, there are some things that I delegate. There are some things that I automate and things that I don't necessarily need to control, but like I answer all my emails. I respond to all my Twitter posts, stuff like that. I don't have people do that for me just because I don't think it's genuine. I, I think if, a, an, if an account is going to represent you, it, it should be you, the person that responds to whether it's the email or whether it's the Twitter or social media. I'm not saying that the other way is wrong. There's nothing wrong with doing that. Just kind of my personal belief on it. Um, but what I'm waiting for is I'm waiting for my kids to get older, right? Because this is kind of part of my bigger scheme to teach them lessons. My, my oldest is five at the time of recording this. My youngest is one. So the, the one-year-old's got some time, but the five-year-old, right? In a few years, he'll be old enough where I can start giving him some tasks to do. He always, he's already starting to question kind of what I do for my business. He understands the internet better than me. He's getting to the point where this can become a chore where I can give him an assignment. So, hey, you want to earn some money, right? And we'll, we'll work on, we'll write up a contract, we'll work on negotiation, we'll sneak in all those little, all, all those little lessons there. I promise I won't try to screw them, right? I'll give them a fair, I won't, you know, right now I kind of, I kind of do stuff where it's like, hey, I'll give you 10 pennies for that one quarter. And he's like, oh yeah, 10's more than one. I'm like, sucker. I promise I won't do anything like that. Maybe the first time, but not not in the future. But we'll, we'll, we'll get him started on kind of his, on working by working for me. And some of the tasks that I do, whether it's you know scheduling new content to come out, I can delegate that task to him. So it kills two birds with one stone. One, it eliminates the daily task that I have to do. Two, if I'm gonna pay someone to do it, I would rather pay my son, right? Because that essentially goes back to me because it stops me from needing to buy him a toy if he has his own money. And of course it teaches him all, you know, a whole bunch of lessons and, and usable skills that he can use to develop in the future. But it can even get to the point where let's say, hey, let's say I'm doing this very specific strategy, this daily chore strategy where it's dummy proof, right? It's literally, again, it's a red and a green line that comes up on your chart that says buy here, stop loss here, target there. It is, it is dummy proof, right? What I would do is I would invest some time into teaching them. So again, I'm, I'm, I'm taking some time up front to teach them, hey, here's what to look for. Here's how to place an order. Here's how you do targets. Here's how you do this. And there's probably going to be a period where I'll have to supervise them. There'll probably be, I don't know, maybe a month or, or two months or three months where, you know, maybe month number one, I'm sitting there doing it with him. He's just looking at me doing it. Month number two, he's doing it himself and I'm looking over his shoulder. Month number three, I'm just kind of checking in the background at the end of the week, like, okay, make sure everything was, was done correctly. But 
eventually that time invested in training him how to do it is going to pay off because he will master it. It's, it's, it's pretty simple. You practice something, it's rules-based, you'll get better at it. He's going to master it and he'll be able to essentially trade for me. So all of a sudden, by choosing this strategy, I've eliminated kind of the, the day-to-day trading. And now I've even eliminated all time whatsoever when I delegate that task, or if you can't automate it, you delegate that task and have someone do it for you. And again, at the same time with, with this specific example, with that being my son, it starts to teach him, teach, uh, teach him lessons about money management and making contracts and what type of cut should he get or what type of hourly pay should he get or whatever we end up uh, discussing. So we're killing two birds with one stone. I'm, I'm teaching my son some very valuable lessons about business and I'm creating more time. I guess we're not creating time. We can't do that. I talked about it earlier. I'm able to use that time for something else, for another task. And I'm slowly eliminating stuff that never needs to be on my checklist again. And that is the main goal. Now, can everything be eliminated, automated, or delegated? No, right? And, and those are the things that you can imagine that that make their way through the funnel and come down to the bottom. Those are gonna be things you have to do. And, that, and that's always gonna happen in life. There's always gonna be things that you have to do that you can't push off to someone else. And with those two things, there, there are two choices, right? If it, if it has to be done, right now, then you do it. Um, you just, you take the time and do it. If it doesn't have to be done, if it doesn't meet, if it's low on that urgency and importance scale, um, then you put it right back to the top of the funnel and, and, and it comes out whenever you have the time to do it. But the point is, when you think about something like this, and I, and I would challenge you to think about this as far as the future of your trading goes, right? Because again, the big thing about trading is this, right? Everyone wants financial freedom. That's the the, the big cool word, financial freedom, financial freedom, financial freedom, right? Financial freedom is not that important um, in comparison to freedom of time. Financial freedom is important, but you could be, if you're financially free and you're working all the time to earn that financial freedom, you're not really free. You're, 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 you're rich. Maybe you're, I don't want to even say wealthy because wealthy has the, the time um, element to it. You're, you're rich, but you're not really rich with time. You're rich with money, but you're not rich with what you can use that money on. Because the question is, right, if you're working hard for everything you have, can you go on vacation with your kids? Can you take a day off to watch a school play? Are you rich with your family? Are you rich with your friends? Or are you just rich in the bank account? I would argue that that's not being rich at all. You know, I would be miserable if I just had a bunch of money, but no one to spend time with or, 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 or no type of freedom where I can enjoy that money. Everyone's different. That's my thought process. So for me, I want to be rich with time. I want freedom of time. And when you can understand, I guess, self-management, if we're not using this word time management, and be as productive in your business, but have it require less day-to-day -day actions, that's when you've achieved both. And that's when you've made it.